We could not be more excited to share this episode with you. Coming up on We're No Damn Experts, we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of Mighty Mo Brewing Company, a staple in Great Falls, a downtown favorite. And we get a taste test of four different beers, two of which are brand new, including their 10-year anniversary special. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Shannon Newth. And And we're No Damn Damn Experts. Did I start that right? It feels like we've been gone for months. Yeah, we haven't done. It does feel like that. It seemed right. Feel free to email us if that didn't (laughs) seem right to you. They've already stopped listening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's hope not. Today's podcast, I could not be more excited Mm -hmm. about. You've wanted this for a long time. (laughs) I have wanted this specific episode for Mm -hmm. a very, very long time. But more importantly, we're celebrating a local business's 10 years in operation Mm -hmm. with my, what should become my most favorite episode of all time. Yeah. And I think we've only been working on this for two years. So thank you for making this happen. In the studio with us today are the two brilliant minds behind one of my favorite (laughs) products. Guys. People know that. Mm -hmm. Who have invested in our community Mm -hmm. and then given back to our community Mm -hmm. and occupy a space downtown that has one of the most oddest features on planet Earth to me, Mm -hmm. which we've already talked about on this podcast. Mm -hmm. A weird child on the ceiling of the building. A painting of a child, not an actual child? Um, well, not rumors. an actual child. Anyway, just wanted to clarify. <laughs> Casey Kingsland. <laughs> and Seth are here from Mighty Mo Yay. Brewing Company, 10 years in operation. If I had an applause button to edit into this, I would. <laughs> Should have been more. Yeah, that was... Welcome, Welcome to the podcast. So Seth is just known as Seth now. He yeah. Has yeah. No, he, no last he's name. He's entered last that name. area <laughs> since like he's been here share. before. He's wow. entered the he's entered the world of one namers. <laughs> First name only. <laughs> when everybody walks into the brewery, they're like, Where's Seth? Yeah. No. So they don't have they to They don't go. say where's Casey Kingsley. <laughs> 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 They know where to find me on the other side of the glass. <laughs> yeah, that's where all true. the tanks are. I've been back on the other side of the glass with him getting video and interview. Oh. That was a year ago or so. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot of time in that brewery getting film. It's true. I was just there not getting film, but oh. eating and consuming yeah. beverages last night. We did that a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We didn't eat. We just consumed beverage. beverages. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll get into that. So I do have to share. I tried to use a gift card that might be seven years old, six years old. That's allowed in Montana. Who knows? 
there was an internet outage. Oh, no. <laughs> so it may still work. It may not. So it was just paid for with cash instead. There you go. Yep. You'll be back. I think it's a unique marketing tactic myself. <laughs> well, you'll oh, have to come back. Oh, well, the yeah. internet went down. We can't process that. Yes. You're going to have yep. to come back. Busted. Huh? Yep. That's brilliant. Yep. We are so excited, though, because 10 years, that's a substantial length of time to be in business. You've officially made it. Maybe. With each other. Not yeah. just like... To be in business and to be partners, but I think what's kind of unique is it's a divide and conquer system from the outside looking in for Mighty Mo. Is that correct? For sure. Um, Casey's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I make the beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, like, we each have our own parts that we do, and we just, we kind of expect that of each other. We kind of know what the other one's going to do and what what we need to do you know as an individual and i think it just it's worked out the last 10 years hey how did you two find each other to start this business <laughs> help oh, wow. wanted ad yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> just the personal ads yeah there you go <laughs> um we actually grew up together okay oh. um probably third grade i think i started wrestling in the local wrestling club and mm. casey was already in the club and Oh. Kind of met each other that way. Um, shortly after that, we found out we're kind of shirt tail cousins. Oh. Like, like Family a lot of happens a lot in Montana. Right. Yeah. Um, then we ended up going to high school together, being on the same wrestling team in high school, and okay. just became good friends. And he moved back to Great Falls, and we huh. reunited and kind of started there. That's neat. I mean, that's a, I would have never guessed, like, third grade been friends all that that length of time and as Rebecca mentioned I mean have managed to stay in business as business partners for 10 years too that's no easy feat yeah (laughs) I mean it's I think knowing each other for so long and kind of knowing our lanes Mm -hmm. and we keep in those lanes I mean we'll cross over and have discussions but generally he's going to make any decision on the brewery side and he'll ask me what I think and vice versa on the brew pub side. Yeah. So was it a love of beer or the love of business? Because <laughs> um, some people do different things, but I'd have to think at some point you just have to really enjoy beer um, to go into making beer. Yeah, for me, that's definitely where it started was just the love of, of beer. Um, so I was over and I spent some time in Seattle and, you know, I had the 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 opportunity you know visit a lot of different breweries and stuff like that and then when i moved back here there wasn't there wasn't one brewery in great falls we had the one out in belt harvest Mm -hmm. moon and then so right away i started home brewing so i could have my own craft craft beer whenever (laughs) i wanted it and then soon after that i guess seth's more of a business type of mind so he came to me and you know brought up you know asked me what it, what I thought about opening a brewery. And, of course, I was like, sure, that'd be great. <laughs> great idea. <Yeah. laughs> did, Seth, did you taste uh, Casey's beer, home brew beer before <laughs> you came up with that idea? Or you're just like, hey, you seem to like Let's beer and you're works. making stuff in your closet. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were in our mid, mid-20s. mid oh. We were having a lot of poker parties in Casey's basement. And <laughs> <There you go. laughs> we consumed a little bit of beer during that time. Uh-huh. Okay. 
So you knew you knew what he's capable of, at least on a small scale. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you were willing to drink it, so yep. yeah. It was free. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> that's really the best beer on mm-hmm. planet Earth <laughs> to start with. Um, Casey, what was the biggest issues that you faced with scaling from like a homebrew operation to really a commercial operation? Um, you know, it took a few batches, but <laughs> I mean for the most part, you know, it was easy to scale up. You know, my system is only a 10 barrel system, so it's th- 310 gallons, and I was used to brewing 10 gallons at a time. Mm. I mean, it's 30, 31 times, you know, and yeah. there was certain things about the process that I had to, to dial in, and, you know, some of the specialty ingredients I didn't need as much in the bigger batch as I did mm. on a smaller scale. Um, but once, I mean, it only took, you know, five or six batches before I dialed in most of the recipes and then was able to scale stuff up accordingly. We had Ryan Fifley on the podcast. We talked about beer and then whiskey and mm-hmm. scotch. There are some people that really understand the intricacies of beer and how it's made Science. and the elements of it mm-hmm. and then there are people that just enjoy good beer mm-hmm. where do you fall on that spectrum <laughs> um well, there's definitely you need to know a lot of science i guess mm-hmm. to understand what you're doing and improve as a brewer um i don't necessarily geek out on a lot of that information <laughs> you know like yeah. i mean there's tons of books and stuff you can really dive pretty deep into it all the chemistry and everything i kind of stick to where i need to know um on a smaller side of things i guess yeah so but yeah definitely a lot of science to it are you sampling each batch yes okay that's part of the science right but you have to (laughs) like yeah i've heard like big big breweries they're Sam Adams type thing and they're like we test all of our beer and I thought oh that'd be fun to be a beer tester at a brewery and then (laughs) until you realize like you have to drink the beer every time yeah so a lot of the bigger (laughs) breweries have well even smaller breweries have tasting panels you know so it's a group of people that sit down and they sample the beer and they talk about it and look for different off flavors and things like that um on a larger scale though, like the, the bigger breweries have the advantage to where they can blend batches on a very much oh. larger scale. So, you know, on a smaller scale, you know, you brew one batch and it might be on tap for three months, you know, that one batch, but the bigger breweries will blend multiple batches together to get a more consistent product. Uh. But that's kind of the beauty of being, you know, a smaller craft brewery is you never really know exactly how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Swingley, is your... Oh, he has a last name now. <laughs> hold up, hold Look at that formal. <laughs> um, where do you fall on the spectrum of just beer consumer versus nerdy bur- beer guy? Definitely not a nerdy beer guy. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's opening the cooler. Uh, Something's happening. <laughs> I like this to cheat so off Casey's test. I don't... Oh. Fair. I have a really hard time talking about beer if I'm and not, not right. beer. Well, oh, go ahead. No, what I what I want to share with you people is the dream behind this podcast episode <laughs> is 
to do it in a way where it's like you would do a fancy wine tasting. Oh. Like you smell it, you <laughs> you hear from the brewer what notes you're supposed to be oh. paying attention to. Um, so we're going to do that yeah. as part of this. There we're going to go. do a little bit of the nerdy stuff <laughs> so that, you know, Seth and I can learn a little bit about what we're supposed to be excited about when mm-hmm. it comes to beer. Yeah. Um, and then we'll also ask more questions about Seth and Casey yeah. and their 10-year journey for Mighty Mo Brewing Company. Yes. I had, so my favorite beer ever, ever, not just at yours, but my favorite is Blue Fog. That is mm. my very favorite one. My under, this is what I've heard. So now I want to ask like <laughs> straight from the brewer because we were talking this, about and like. And this isn't a lie. The, <laughs> I even started. The Right. The, so um, you were talking about each, you know, batch and being smaller brewer and things like that. So my, what I've heard is that Blue Fog each batch is a little different because it's like real blueberries infused in there. So each time is a little, uh oh, they're smiling. Is this a lie? Uh oh. <laughs> okay, tell me about Blue Fog. <laughs> you might have some misinformation. misinformation. Okay, I've been telling people this. So this is good. I need the correct information. You can keep telling well, them that. That's true. Yeah. So, well, don't get me wrong. I mean, the thing we strive for is consistency mm-hmm. on a smaller scale. There's just certain things that it are a little more out of your control on the smaller scale. Yeah. Um, especially being like a non-automated system. So if I mash in, it, it might be slightly different than if my brewer Dan mashes in. Okay. But little things like that. Um, the recipe is the same, though, from batch to batch sure. to batch. So, And we don't use actual real blueberries okay i'll see this is where the lie came from yeah and it's not an extract either okay so it's a concentrate so it's basically it's real fruit it's all natural natural blueberries Mm -hmm. but it's more of like a concentrate so it's it's more of a consistent product for us to work with on the brewery side that makes sense also that makes more sense because there's not pieces of blueberries skin floating well, in they'd it. Well, strain right. it. Yeah. yeah, but still, it's, <laughs> in, in well, my head, how it was made was different. And that's one of the, <laughs> the hardest parts about, you know, brewing with real fruit is all yeah. the all the excess, all the seeds, all the, the flesh, all yeah. that stuff. Um, it really slows the whole process down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to be consistent is why we use the concentrate. Yeah. But the concentrate could, in theory, be a little bit different every time because it's Real blueberries and every blueberry could taste a little bit different or be different. Sure, oh. sure. <laughs> I'm just saying my so <laughs> what I've been told. There's a hint of truth in it. We've been using, you know, since the very beginning, the same product. Yeah. Um, you know, from the same company, and they do a tremendous job, mm. and they're they're very well known throughout the brewing industry as having a very good, consistent, consistent. product. Yeah. I'm not saying that to say I've had inconsistent tastes with it. I'm just saying this is what, this is what I've heard. It's every time my favorite, my go-to. I, I don't know how many episodes of our 150 plus episode podcast series you've listened to, but if you had, <laughs> you'd learn. I made a confession. I've never had the blue fog. What? Oh. I did. I know this. Yes. Huh. You were shocked the first time I said it. <laughs> Turns out you're so- shocked re- the second I'm time as well. Um, and I try. Like every time I 
get your beer, I'm thinking I'm going a, I'm to a branch out. And then I don't. I just get cloud blast. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I'll get a motorboat during the summer, but so, I don't. I can't, I'm scared of the blueberry. Why? Yeah. Don't be scared. It's amazing. It's delicious. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> Thank you. So yes, please give us back. Blue fog is a American weed ale, so it's basically our damn fog, which is our flagship beer. So just American weed ale, and then just with the blue fog, we add the blueberry puree to it. And motorboat is um, more ap- along the same same base beer, and we add apricot. Yes, it's mm, fantastic. I don't know if I've tried the motorboat. <sighs> You are not living if you've <laughs> not tried motor <laughs> Well, vice versa. <laughs> okay, but and then what's the cloud blast? Uh, that's a hazy IPA. I was asking Casey. I did bring, <laughs> I did bring cloud blast with us today. Okay. So discuss with us, because this is what irritates me, because I had to be educated as well. I shouldn't say it irritates me, but because I was uneducated before. But the hazy IPA and an IPA are really two different kinds of beers correct why does one taste like heaven and the other tastes not Real like hopping. that hmm. well, i think that's a matter of interpretation <laughs> mm-hmm. so I but mean, i would i drink hazy ipas but in general like i'll have a sip of ipa but that's kind of my right. cap yeah probably more of a chick beer than a yeah maybe. i mean the ipa category is just so vast you know, it, it really should be six different beer styles. Yeah. Because you have West Coast IPA, Hazy IPA, um, New England style IPA. Uh, there's IPLs, India Pale Lagers. Oh. I mean, there's just so many different things that people are doing, and they're all kind of just labeled as IPAs. Mm. Is that, I feel like that's kind of the standard start when you start home brewing. This is my friends who brewed beer in college. <laughs> this is where I'm getting this from. Were IPAs? Is that what you started with when you homebrewed? Um, you- I want to say the first beer I brewed was a Belgian stout. Oh, with that's not an IPA. anise. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that seems, that's totally different. <laughs> seems elaborate. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, you went big, big there. I was think, it good? I think because I was. I was kind of into Belgian beers at the time. <laughs> I didn't answer that. You just ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> For those who don't know who, what anise is. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you like it or you don't. Black licorice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't. Um, I'm not a black licorice fan. Um, I can't imagine it would be good as a beer. Is that going to make a rotation at Ooh. Mighty Mo sometime? Mm. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Like, it's not going to be your 10-year anniversary beer, where it all started with your homebrew. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you still have time, it's this weekend, right? So we do have a 10th <laughs> anniversary beer. It's oh. a barley wine that we aged oh. in wild turkey, rye, whiskey barrels. Wow. Ooh. And I think we brought one today. Yes. Well. Oh. oh, sorry. We got- <laughs> that was probably a little more excited. exciting. <laughs> Why don't you bust out the beer so we can mm-hmm. have this portion of the snobby smell and notes discussion? Okay. Did you yeah. want to start with the cloud blast or? Your choice. Yeah. You're the brewer. You're the master right. here. Um, 
Seth, when you started this, there's been many weird changes, I think, <laughs> not within your company, but within the structure of microbrews just in 10 years within the state of Montana. I start by saying that because like in um, Utah, if you go to a brewery, they tell you you have to order food. And in Montana, <laughs> it's really a fight to get a place uh, to start a brewery that has food. But that's changed a little bit over time, has it not? Um, the laws haven't changed at all. Um, there was a misconception I heard a lot when we first opened uh, where people said, well, you're a brewery. How do you have food? I didn't think you could do that. <laughs> and you've always been able to do it. Uh, the law that has always been around that people got confused, I believe, was you can't, breweries aren't allowed to share space with another business. So, oh. so if you did food, you had to do it yourself. You couldn't, you can't uh -huh. lease that area out to somebody else to come in to do a kitchen okay. like you see in bars once in a while. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you have food at a brewery, it's the brewery making the food. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. okay. And I want to get more into the food part too, but oh. we have beer in front of us. So Casey, what mm -hmm. is, uh, what is this fine beer we're looking at? I was going to call it a Pilsner, but I don't know if it is. Yeah, it is a Pilsner. So <laughs> wow, look at you. This is the, the Argo Pilsner. Okay. So name, is that named for Named after Providence? local, yes. Nice. Local university. Mm-hmm. We're announcing that tomorrow, by the way. <gasps> Ooh. When does this podcast This is co This podcast <laughs> is coming out on Friday, so <laughs> the announcement would have been yesterday. Happened. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. No spoilers no. here, folks. No. <laughs> Still tight-lipped right now. So... Okay, so we got the Argo Pilsner here. Why did you make it? Um, so I figured that we needed another light beer to our lineup. Okay. Um, you know, we always have the damn fog, but I kind of wanted another option and one that I like to drink as well, I guess. So it was a little self-serving. <laughs> but You're allowed to do so that. We did do a, <laughs> We brewed this um, a few years ago and... You know, it, it tasted really good, I thought, and it had a good good following, and so we decided to make it a regular, so now it's hmm. a regular on our on our keeper list. Nice. Um, Shannon may need yeah. to edit this out, but does a percentage <laughs> of the sales for this go back to University of Providence? No, it's more of to create awareness. Oh, yeah. okay. Kind of celebrate the local. Yeah. yeah. Providence came to us and wanted to... Just kind of piggyback and, and join forces when it comes to marketing. Yeah, um, that's a good idea. Get a product out there to help build awareness for the college and the yeah. sporting community. And well, and it really creates that. I mean, you see that in, quote unquote, like bigger college towns, right? Like there'll be things sure. named after. So that's kind of helping create that more so in Great Falls. Yep. There you go. So thanks for doing okay. that. Because for folks that don't know, most of the beers are named after some type of water fish fishing type thing weather something to do with <laughs> the the Missouri River for the name of the brewery yeah so there you go okay okay so this is the pilsner it smells like a beer <laughs> so yeah very light um crisp okay. clean so it's 4.7 percent oh. ABV it tastes like a regular beer <laughs> like um, a like there's nothing, I'm not getting hints of oak or 
strawberries or any of that. Right. And that's know. that's kind of the goal. Okay. Think, <laughs> Straightforward. Just to have a good, easy drinking, you know, mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. What like should it. we be paying attention to as we drink this Pilsner? Um, so it has a very light body. So mm-hmm. the drinkability is very high. Mm-hmm. It's like good lawnmower beer. Yep. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd it is her. a good summer beer. Yeah. So it has flake corn in it. So the flake corn lightens the body. Um, that's so different than corn flakes. flakes. <laughs> I, know. I, was thinking, I was like, oh, I know corn flakes, but not flake corn. <laughs> Maybe just not processed in the same okay. way. Okay. You really okay. have to dumb it down for us. Sorry. <laughs> hey. Hence the name of our podcast. We're not experts when yeah. it comes to beer. So like, the main fermentable in most beers is barley. Mm-hmm. So we're just yep. adding a make maybe 15% flaked corn to lighten that body a little bit. Okay. And then it has a touch of Vienna malt to give it just a little more character. Ooh. But from the, Italy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like we're never going to get through all these. <laughs> He's like, good God. Why did I agree to this? Is this an open book test? Yeah. <laughs> The Vienna malt's more of like a style of malt, I guess. So it's, oh. it's still it's still probably barley that was grown here in the Golden Triangle. Okay. But just malted in a different way. Okay. What is it that makes it a pilsner? So first off, it has to be a lager. So okay. it, you have to use a lager strain of yeast. So it's fermented at a cooler temperature. Okay. And then that gives it its cleaner kind of crisper f- taste okay versus an ale which is fermented at a warmer temperature oh. ales are okay. a little more kind of in your face and lagers are kind of they kind of take the Mellow. back seat okay yeah that that explains maybe why i tend to go towards ones that were in cooler water the lagers yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> they're a lot yeah they're i don't like the ales as much or have to be in the right mood for an ale so what yeah. also makes it a pilsner <laughs> is it has to have usually noble hops. So usually it's saws. Saws is the variety of hops, and oh. they're, they're normally grown in Germany. Okay. Mm. You said noble, and I thought like king, king yes. style. <laughs> so okay. like a noble hop is one of basically the hops that they have been using since the kings. The kings, yes. Mm-hmm. The kings, kings noble. Mm-hmm. That's how I'll remember it. <laughs> we may so. never get Casey back <laughs> on the know. podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, hey. so this is why it took us two years. He knew what <laughs> he was like, getting oh into. He's like, uh, I'm, I don't know about this. So to make my Pilsner a little bit different, yep. I add Matueka hops, which is a New Zealand variety. Oh. That's a fun name. <laughs> but it is also a descendant of the Saws hop. Oh. So it could be wow. considered noble as well. I like that. It's I've good, never yeah. loved any moment in <laughs> podcast history than that one right there. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm just going to Argo is a noble beer. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to the Argos. Cheers to the noble. <laughs> and folks, it's cold and it's mm-hmm. good. It is because they brought in a nice cooler. Let me just preface this by yeah. saying I doubt we're going to try a beer that I'm going to go, oh, that's Ew. Yeah. Disgusting. Nope, not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. Um, Seth, do you get like final, like he makes it and he's like, 
Is okay, I'm putting this ball? on the line. Yeah, yes give or it no? The seal of approval. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seth Swingley. Have you seal turned, of approval. Have you turned down any of his beers? Turns out I haven't found one. I yeah. Okay. I was just gonna say, have you ever said no? <laughs> I. Oh, go ahead. What was your greatest fear opening? Did you think? Was there moments in at night where you're like, oh, people are just not gonna show up and drink this beer? Did that ever cross your mind? oh man there were a lot of fears yeah going broke Uh uh-huh i'm trying to figure out how to tell my wife i'm going broke Uh, yeah (laughs) um but no breweries were very up and coming when we decided to open so it was we knew people would like the beer as long as he's making good beer and as i learned in his basement playing losing in poker most days (laughs) um that it was pretty darn good beer it is yeah, fantastic it is. beer. I I'm guessing you don't have this one in your thing over there. I think it was a rotator. Um, the Chipotle this Chipotle one recently, like the smoked Chipotle. The yeah Chipotle yeah. smoke jumper. Yeah, that one was so intriguing. I it the smell of it, and then the aftertaste was like a campfire. It was delightful i told people who came in the visitor center i was like if you want something unique try this one Go drink that was a ro- uh, on rotation right or yes. do you still have that? yes and that was okay. you know we actually use real you know roasted chipotle peppers oh. for that so oh a real vegetable yeah. versus, versus like a concentrator or whatever but so yeah we actually so we took the base beer was smoke jumper which mm-hmm. is one of our regular beers on tap it's brown right yeah, kind of a darker, uh, like a scotch. Okay. Scotch ale. Um, so we took that and then added, I think it was 70 pounds of chipotle peppers mm. to the bright tank and then let it sit on there for a couple weeks. And then, yeah, it, I think it had a really nice flavor to it. Yeah. Um, wasn't too hot, had Mm-mm. kind of a good burn to it. Yeah. Like once you got through one pint you like you were actually wanting another one yeah but the first couple of sips was a little a little extreme <laughs> there's a lot a bowl, you're like a huh? lot of flavor what have i done yeah how did you come up with that did you like eat a chipotle pepper and then take a swig of stout and you're like mm, this is a good, good combination <laughs> well i was o- i always wanted to do a pepper beer yeah um, we actually did one last year we did a a half of eisen well i guess it was mm. a american wheat ale aged on jalapeno fresh jalapeno mm. peppers mm-hmm. and that one turned out really well it was a really good seller for us and i always wanted to do like a darker chili pepper so it just was kind of fitting that we would use smoke jumper yeah when you start to experiment do you go back to kind of that homebrew style or do you do like a full huge vat of it hope it um, turns out <laughs> i mean i'd still have my original homebrew set up and i use it occasionally but for the most part we just scale it up and and just go for it brew 10 barrels of it because usually you know 300 gallons doesn't last more than a couple months around the brewery huh. yeah. okay what's the next beer on tap <clears throat> the next beer going on tap would be no. She means in your next beer tap thing that in. is oh, your. Oh, here. <laughs> Let's She's drink ready the, for another drink. <laughs> the next beer that we are pouring. Yes. yes. <laughs> we'll go with the stout. 
Okay. okay. Mix it up. Now, <clears throat> 10 years, you're, you're having a huge celebration. Not just like, hey, we've been in business 10 years. You're bringing in a kind of a big country artist to celebrate mm-hmm. in partnership with the Newberry. Mm-hmm. How'd you how'd you make that partnership happen? That seems like a pretty unique one. Well, we we approached <laughs> them and said, "Hey, we'd like to, you know, have a concert the week of our celebration and have you promoted as part of our anniversary week." Mm-hmm. And um, got with Scott, and he started working on different artists. Came to mm-hmm. us, said, "I found one for that week, and this is what we'd need to do. Are you guys interested?" And we said, Heck yeah, "Yeah, make it happen for sure." Oh. That one will be a lot of fun. I know that the tickets for those, too, include a coupon to come over to Mighty Mo. Yeah, that's one thing that Newberry's (laughs) never done. Usually it's just a ticket to the concert, but with this you get a free beer Mm -hmm. at Mighty Mo. Yeah, because we have tickets that um, we partner with the Newberry and give to visitors coming. Um, And I know they were excited about the the extra celebration with that ticket, too. Yeah, it'll be a great Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. This one smells delightful. I haven't smelled it yet. Mm, you let should. Me, let me do the smell. No. Ooh. Isn't it? It's like. Nobody's allergic to peanuts, are they? Uh, no. Okay. No, it smells are like a snack. peanuts in this? So this is, <laughs> it's a peanut butter chocolate stout. <gasps> okay. I was wondering I what that I sweet smell. I thought I smelled chocolate, but I usually have no idea what I'm talking about, so I, I just, didn't say This it. is a dessert <laughs> beer. Oh. <laughs> That's why it smells so good. What's the name of this thing? Cookie Monster. Is it? Oh, I was oh. like, so yeah, normally <laughs> I'll just, make I'll just put a beer on tap. I'll mm. be, hey, tell our tap room manager, hey, I'm putting this beer on tap. It has oh no gosh, name. this is good. But I tell her what it is. Oh, but and then they make it Naming the up. beers is the, the Not hardest Not your job. Part. Is it Monster Cookie or Cookie Monster? It's probably <laughs> Monster <laughs> it's, it's Cookie. It's Monster Cookie. Okay. Oh, you should cookie, cookie Monster, Monster probably though. trademark. Probably. This is delicious. This is... Um, it like one sip and it's one of my amazing. favorites already. I still have yet to taste it, but it what? smells good. What are you good. doing? <laughs> what? The one who wanted another beer. Yeah. Why are you well, because I'm smelling. This is how you're supposed to do it. You smell, you swish it around, yeah, get the aromas to come out. I did that while you were out. talking. I don't <laughs> okay, so this one is going on tap soon? No, so this one's already on this tap. This one's already on tap. This okay. is a delightful beer. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. This is definitely my style of beer. Yep. I might just oh. be coming in after the Christmas stroll to enjoy some Kay. of these. So mm-hmm. we know from the name it's got peanut butter and chocolate in it. Mm. What else should we be noticing other than it's just delightful? It is delightful. So it's a stout. It's it's a, it's a an oatmeal stout is what it is. So it has a good mm. percentage of, of oat flakes in it. So that gives it kind of more body. And kind of a silky smooth. Yeah. I was going to ask if it added any type of like creaminess to it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I am such a stuck in my ways, judgmental woman that I would have never considered ordering a dark beer because I, in my mind, I already know I don't like them. And it's nothing against any other dark beer, but I, my first dark beer experience was Mountain Man with Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company. That thing will put hair on your chest. <laughs> I'm not I'm not big into a hairy chest for my own self. Don't drink it on an empty stomach. It's Just a lot saying, of beer. This is amazing. Isn't it? Oh, oh it's delicious. So good. Tell so us more, Casey. You should make a candle that smells like this and oh, sell it. A whole candle mm-hmm. line of beers. 
10th anniversary sell Phase cookie. 10 of our business. Yes. <laughs> right. I would buy it. I'll sell them for you. <laughs> so it's a uh, 6% ABV. Okay. So um, we're going up from our last one. Yes. Okay. Oh, my pour got bigger too. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> normally stouts are a little higher ABV unless you're drinking like a Guinness where that's only like four and a half percent, I think. Oh, okay. And you got to go to college to learn how to pour them. Correct. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't brew a lot of stouts at the brewery. It seems like they just don't sell as well, but this one's definitely been been really good. It's going to be my new go-to. How is this a seasonal or is this always there? No. This is just a seasonal. Okay. Oh, so man. it's we've already had it on a few weeks, so it might only have a few weeks left and then what? we'll be about mm. out of it. <coughs> so the I should brewery come get is my busy often. Yeah. And what I love about the Mighty Mo Brewery is it's not people I normally interact with. You know, like when <laughs> Is that good or bad? <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> yeah. But I remember there was a turning point in the downtown. I'm just going to nerd out on business because you all yeah. know I do this. But there was a turning point in downtown where I walked into the Mighty Mo and I knew nobody in there. And they were all dressed in flannels and had beards. And I'm like, look at this whole new world. <laughs> and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. I'd never been more excited in my life to not know anybody in the brewery. Yeah. And I thought it was amazing. And that's when I started to see, like, I would then go to dinner and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, do you have a reservation? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, well, we're a little bit busy. So it's going to be about a 20 minute wait. I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. So a lot of things happened that I got excited about. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and just speaking of that, you guys were really one of the m- major catalysts to revitalizing downtown revitalizing central avenue into what it is today fast forwarding 10 years did you did you see that coming was that a whole i mean i know when you're starting you hope for your own your own (laughs) success but really i mean you've been such an encouragement to other businesses downtown as well so it it was not planned (laughs) yeah (laughs) um as rebecca is probably well aware of when she was involved helping us out in her previous job Mm -hmm. when we were doing our business plan um she did a lot of coaching for us and um downtown was not our first choice for Mm -hmm. location um we didn't have a lot of assets back then so for us to buy a building and start a new business was not possible sure so we had to find a building owner that would invest in the building Mm -hmm. and that was hard yeah um and then we stumbled into um the guys who owned the building we're in now Mm -hmm. and they were willing to invest and it just happened to be downtown. Yeah. So I'd say from there on, you know, early on and after we opened, we realized, hey, we can make a difference here. Yeah. Like, And it kind of became our vision mm-hmm. to help change downtown. And it's been an awesome 10 years watching what it's done. Yeah. I don't know what your other potential place location opportunities were, but I like I really appreciate that it's downtown. I mean, I think that's been a fabulous location and neat to see you partnering with businesses around you now too, like the Newberry for varying things. I think I'm correct in saying this. You guys are the oldest brewery in Great Falls currently. I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you said when you moved back, there wasn't one here, correct? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there was one that 
started and then isn't here anymore during that time frame. Okay. That's why I'm not saying it's the, well, it can't be the first because we had Great Falls. Select. Yeah. Yeah. Or Great Falls Brewery. But it's the oldest in town now. It's a cornerstone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> when and you, there were a couple other businesses that started at the same time. Like you had a like you had a startup pal, a bunch of startup <laughs> pals. Celtic Cowboy it's around the same time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They sell Mighty Mo beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was that one of your original hopes was to get where other places were selling your beers as well? Or was it just, we oh, just want to get ours yeah, good question. up and going here on our own? We want it only sold here. That's No, that's a big piece of mm-hmm. the business model of a yeah. brewery is, you know, it's really tough to just make it on what you sell in the tap room. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, our goal was to get as many restaurants and bars in Great Falls and the surrounding areas to carry our beer as possible. Mm-hmm. The distribution system of beers is really odd in the state of Montana, if you ask me. <clears throat> if you go, I mean, because you can sell it in kegs, you can sell it in cans, you can sell it in growlers, you can sell it in bottles, you can sell it in crowlers, but really from a distribution standpoint, you either can or do keg distribution. And it's not necessarily easy getting in because of a the control state when it comes to beer wine and alcohol mm-hmm. just my perception so um you guys don't have a canning line in your production facility is there ever a future where you will have a canning line um not in our current facility so we actually did can in the past so we we used to hire a mobile canner that okay. would bring his canning equipment into the brewery and we would can probably every three weeks and we were doing it might have only been 15 percent of our total production but that's what the distributors wanted they wanted cans so we were giving them cans and then you know at the time it was like there's so many breweries that are popping up all over and they all have their cans and they're all trying to get them on the store shelves and and all that and it became to the point where like you know you had to have a sales rep out there beating the market down statewide trying to get your product on the shelf and it was just a lot of overhead a lot of investment um when you're trying to you know make it in a crowded market like that it just it wasn't in the cards for us so we we did that for a while and then ended up um, you know, we stopped canning and then just mainly at that time, I think we just, all of our focus went to the tap room and like, how can we increase sales in the tap room? Yeah. And so we kind of became focused on that a little more. And I think that it became less stressful for me, um, you know, cause dealing with all the manufacturing, like the distribution part of it, dealing with different distributors and sales reps and, and all this. It was kind of a lot. Yeah. So Took you away kinda, from brewing beer. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so our focus kind of changed at that time. And looking back, I, I really don't see us jumping into the canning okay. going forward. So if you're going to drink a Mighty Mo beer anywhere else, it's going to be on tap. Correct. Okay. We do do limited release bottles. Hmm. 
yeah on a smaller scale so but most of that's just in-house type sales mm-hmm. so back to the monster cookie what kind of oak notes should i be looking at in this drink <laughs> we've gone through the abv we've gone through like what are the it's a stout we've learned that's a oh, oatmeal well, stout. hot a hot water <laughs> product it's an ale it's an ale so no so yes warm i wouldn't say hot yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not a boiling water warm water not cold and then what else is in here what are your hops and what are your uh flavors so there's not much for hops in there there's a little bit of chinook um just to kind of you know balance the beer out a little bit so if you don't add any hops, then you, what you're left with is a really sweet, overly sweet beer. Okay. So you need some sort of bitterness to balance that out. But, you know, it is it is a sweeter beer. Yep. You know, obviously, there's chocolate in it mm-hmm. and peanut butter. So mm. Actual peanut butter, actual chocolate, or <laughs> flavoring or extracts? More of the same type of product that we talked about earlier. Okay concentrate so, there yeah. we go thank you yep mm-hmm. very good yeah you're behind over there i wouldn't call it behind <laughs> i'd call it savoring mm. yeah that was a good beer that was delicious mm-hmm. do you have so any far folks um <laughs> we've done an oatmeal stout stout and a pilsner that's correct and the oatmeal stout mm-hmm. is good they the argo is good very like light and drinkable but that that's a special one. Seth, do you have a favorite beer? I mean, we've talked about this. A free. Free, free is first. But like of the beers that have been produced, are you like, um, this one's my favorite? I'm a big fan of our, what it started out as our red ale, uh, Rendezvous. Hmm. Okay. It is Rendezvous since, red. It has since morphed into a lager. Um, okay. <laughs> and it's still. Is it still gr- red? It's still great beer. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's a. What is a Vienna lager? Oh, which is a noble a red mm-hmm. red color. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I would say that's my favorite out of our keeper list. Okay, and I'm a big fan of the seasonal list, mm-hmm. our catch and release. I'm always excited yeah. to try the next thing that he's coming up with. Is there so? I love the monster cookie so much. I want it to be on all the time. What makes that happen? <laughs> I tried that yeah. one time. <laughs> we need 97 tap animals. What, uh, well, yeah, but that many. That's, that's the problem. True. We only have 15 tap handles. So, you know, our keepers are six of those. Mm-hmm. We carry two ciders. So, yeah. and our, so our seasonals just kind of rotate out. Okay. Now, you said you carry ciders. You also, in the at Mighty Mo Brewing Company, you used to, maybe you still do. I'm not a drinker of this product, so I'm not fully aware. Natural wine? Is that still a thing there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What See? is natural wine? <clears throat> it's not beer. That's really all you need to know. That might take us on a whole other tangent. Okay. Natural wine is um, basically wine with nothing added into it. No artificial flavors, no artificial colors. Okay. Um, It's kind of the the craft beer, craft wine of the wine industry. Okay. Um, 
Okay. It's very new. You don't see it a lot. And we just yeah. thought it kind of went with our theme of being craft. Yeah. So we we do it. Um, it's tough to find around this part of the country, but. He's looking. He's pantomiming. It's a bottle You can opener. just say it. <laughs> playing um, charades over here. Um, so there's a lot of, ooh, fanciness. We, is that yeah. a cider? W- wedding ring My trick. husband has a ring that he does that with too. It's like um, titanium or something. So you, do you make the ciders too? I mean, cause I, I don't think Casey's making the wine, but I could be wrong. No, we don't, we don't make the cider or the wine. So okay. my license only allows me to brew beer basically. Okay. So we, we buy the wine and the cider from our local distributor. Okay. Gotcha. But okay. we just we wanted to have that on tap for more options Variety, for yeah. people who don't may not drink beer. Yeah. So you have your you have you said six that are always on the two ciders, and then what'd you say five rotators? And then usually there's six six or seven seasonals that you call catch and release. Yeah. Right. To go with the whole theme. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, you know, if it may be a catch and release that sells really well and then people keep asking for it and yeah. then we might end up brewing it, you know, a couple of years later or maybe even the next year. So if I send enough anonymous tips for cookie monster, monster cookie, well, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Sometimes they'll just dash your dreams. What happened? <laughs> what? Doesn't need to be aired okay. on this podcast. <laughs> so, um, all right. What do we have Casey. in front of us? Tell us what this drink is because it smells, smells like heaven and hoppy. flowers. It smells more hoppy. Well, so you must already know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this would be your favorite beer? Yes. Claude Blast. Okay. So this is our hazy IPA. So it's a little dirty. You can't really see through it. I'm not sure dirty is the word you want to use. Natural? Want to go natural? Cloudy? Like for cloud I blast? Wanted to well, use I would new. I would say hazy since yeah. it is a hazy IPA. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. That was helpful. <laughs> so, it's what makes it a hazy IPA? So, a lot of people it's hazy in color <laughs> have the misconception that it's the yeast that causes the haziness, which it is not. It's more of a protein haze because it's unfiltered. Mm. Yes, as are all of our other beers, even the. Oh. <laughs> Even the oh. Pilsner is unfiltered. Even All right. It's so what does it mean to be filtered? Because <laughs> clearly I have no idea. Well, filtering does remove a lot of protein particles. Oh, okay. Um, but not to get off subject. It's <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. The, uh, so a hazy IPA, obviously you want a hazy. So we create a protein haze, which is basically just high protein malts such as white wheat or flaked oats. Okay. So that's what gives it its hazy appearance. Does this have both flaked wheat and oats in it? Or it, just one it or does. the other? Okay. Yep. Are there corn flakes in this one? Yes. There, <laughs> there <laughs> are no said. corn flakes in this. <laughs> flaked oats. Uh. <laughs> what kind of uh, hops are we talking about here? So citra, mosaic, and Eldorado. Oh. Ooh. Eldorado. So all your... All your tropical mm-hmm. flavors mm-hmm. where do they come from the tropics <laughs> costa rica <laughs> jamaica <Bahama. laughs> 
so most of the new hops that are very juicy and citrusy, those are all American hops. Oh. Um, Florida. El Dorado was actually developed in New Mexico, I believe. Oh. But most of the other hops are grown in the Yakima Valley. Oh, okay. Okay. That's not very tropical. Well, kind of those parts are. Washington really can be split east and west, two completely different I'm aware. Culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. It's okay. Yeah. So with the popularity of <laughs> hazy IPAs, um, hot breeders looking for new varieties all the time. So they're interbreeding and doing all the different things, trying to to come up with new hot varieties that mm-hmm. showcase that citra and tropical type flavors. Mm-hmm. What ABV are we talking about here? This is 6.2. What was the monster cookie? Six po- 6.0, I believe. Okay, so yeah, we've gone up again. He keeps... This is the best beer on planet Earth. That's really good. And like I said, I'm not usually an IPA person, but the this hazy is very smooth to me. It's a good, mm-hmm. good drinker. An easy drinker for all types of beer consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, what gives it... Is it the citrus hops that give it that flowery smell? Um, yeah, for sure. So a lot of hops towards the end of the boil and then also dry hopping. So that gives you a new term. So all the, the, a lot of aroma okay, and flavor, all those hops are added at the end of the boil okay. or later. So if you add the hops at the beginning of the boil, you get more bitterness. And then a lot of the, a lot of the. The aroma is kind of boiled off okay. in the kettle. So to maintain that aroma and flavor, we add it towards the end of the boil. Okay. Which is like a West Coast IPA that's in the beginning of the boil, correct? I think so you're getting a lot of that taste. Mm. Yeah. Bitterness. West, okay. For the West Coast IPA, yeah, you do add a lot more hops at the beginning of the boil. And then so you have that harsh bitterness Whereas this, you know, we're, we're creating more body with the flaked oats and the wheat and even with the yeast strain. So the, the yeast strain leaves residual sugars in the beer. So it gives it more body. And so it's not, you know, a complete bitter beverage. Because that's usually what people think of when they think of an IPA as like mm-hmm. a bitter beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's this why, I mean, it gets lumped in the IPA category, right. but really, really, I don't think IPA. it should be. Most people who, who drink it are like, whoa, I, you know, I didn't think I liked IPAs, yeah. but then they drink this and they're like, oh, that's really good. That's exactly what I said the first time someone said, let me yeah. get you. Um, they said, well, like, we got to go get beer from Mighty Mel. What kind do you want? I'm like, I don't care. Well, what's your favorite kind of beer? I'm like, well, I'm a motorboat gal, so give me damn fog because it wasn't during the summer. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, what about a hazy IPA? I'm like, oh, I can't stand IPAs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's not really an IPA when it's a yeah. hazy. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. I will trust your judgment. And I'm so glad I now did. you've been turned. Oh. Mm-hmm. So when we first started brewing this, the idea was to keep switching the hops up every batch we brewed and i think we got up to around 20 batches of brewing it with different hop varieties and we settled on 
what we thought was the best combination of hops. When you say we, did you have your drinking panel show up and help with that, or was it just you and Seth? When I say we, I mean me. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, it's basically a two-man operation, so it's just, it's myself, and I have a a head brewer, Dan, so. Okay. Slightly off topic here. Because it's just basically you and one other guy, you're making a lot of beer, not only for your tap room, but all around, like... How many hours a day are you spending brewing? And is like you being here for an hour and a half slowing down production. Production. He can't make any more blue fog. Yeah. Because he's here. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Dang it. Sacrifice we I make know. people for good okay. content. Yeah. So I think we're pretty efficient in the brewery. Mm-hmm. You know, with just two guys, we we do we brew four days a week. So Mondays are usually kegging and cleaning tanks, getting ready for the week. And then we brew Tuesday, Wednesday we brew and are usually kegging off a batch that day to get another tank ready. And then we brew Thursday and Friday. Okay. And a lot of that is, you know, it's kind of a one-man operation. Mm -hmm. So I have a guy who is there, you know, from the start of the brew to the end of the brew. And he kind of manages that throughout the day. And then... You know, I jump in and help kegging and whatever else needs to be done, ordering ingredients, planning, planning the brew schedule, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, But I think we're pretty efficient for a two-man team. You know, we brew close to 1,800 barrels a year. Um, That's a lot of beer. That is a lot of beer. How many days does it take to brew a beer? It's not like you show up on at 8 a.m. and you have a beer at 5 p.m. or is each one kind of different in the length it takes so the length like uh, the brew day typically is you know seven to eight hours that's you know mashing in um transferring or boiling knocking out into the fermenters um that's typically just an eight hour day and then that beer ferments for about two weeks before we put it on tap so it needs to ferment and then we crash it it needs to clarify and then we carbonate it and then it's ready to go on tap and are are they all relatively i mean does cloud blast take relatively the same length of time as say the monster cookie um like generally the ipas or any beer that needs to be dry hopped will take a few extra days Mm. um most ales are two weeks, though. Okay. If it's a lager, it could take three to four weeks. Because hmm. it's at a cooler temperature, it, sl- it ferments a little slower, and the whole process takes a little longer. Okay. What is the difference between a Hefeweizen and, like, an, a, a wheat, American wheat? So it's kind of a misconception. I think people in the U.S. call a beer a Hefeweizen when it's actually an American wheat ale. So (laughs) I think what makes it an actual Hefeweizen is the yeast strain. So it has to be a German wheat ale strain. And then that's when you get like the banana and the clove type flavors. Mm -hmm. Whereas an American wheat ale is just a a clean American ale yeast. Okay. Similar concept, correct? Just different, different where where it's from. They're both fermented very in the same way mm-hmm. it's just a different yeast strain is all okay. okay 
I think I've made that mistake of calling the damn fog a Hefeweizen. Sorry. And, and we're, <laughs> we're guilty of it too, I think. You know, when we first opened up, we called it a Hefeweizen. Well, you have to kind of pick nomenclature that's common at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people know what you're talking yeah. about. And honestly, you can make up your own rules, really. <laughs> I don't get too wrapped up into beer styles and all that. Mm. You know, it, if you make a beer and it tastes good, then <laughs> that's go all. It. That's yeah. what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, so right here, you mentioned the golden triangle, that term earlier, which is what we're known as here and through... I don't know the exact radius per se, but here in North Central Montana, because we are known as having some of the best wheat and barley in the world. Um, can you talk a little bit more about just the the ingredients that you have close to home that help contribute to your beer? Yeah, so all the malt we get, well, I should say 90% of the malt we get is malted right here at Malt Europe. Mm-hmm. So all their barley is grown right here in the Golden Triangle. Mm-hmm. So we always know we're getting the freshest ingredients, um, the freshest product, and you know it's literally malted in our backyard. Yeah. So I gotta ask a clarifying question on that. Do you just show up at Malt Europe and load up your pickup with malt, or <laughs> do you like have to go through a distributor to get it, or do they just deliver it? So they actually send it off to another company and that's where it gets bagged okay so when we order it i ordered you know a couple pallets at a time and it's it's all in bags 55 pound bags so we don't have the luxury to have a a grain bin out back of the brewery so everything has to come in 55 pound bags okay so so they actually ship it to Conrad. It gets bagged there, and then they ship it back to Great back. Falls. Gotcha. <laughs> well, fortunately, Conrad isn't but, super far. Yeah, that's no. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's. Some, I mean, we we talk about that with our visitors and guests often. Is just how fortunate we are to have this well, right in our the backyard. Well, the other thing that I tell people is that it's made with water from the Missouri River, mm-hmm. and that might be true. <laughs> it could be a lie. <laughs> I don't assume that you're just turning on part. the tap, yeah. um, but there's got to be some truth to that. I think that's where some of our water comes from. Oh, this one smells interesting. This side of the table, we're just beating you guys, which is weird. Usually I'm the last one to finish my drink. <laughs> Again, savor the moment i am savoring i'm just excited for you this. haven't spent the amount of time i have wanting this episode so <laughs> yeah, from my perspective i have She's to savoring. take my time yeah well this one looks um red in color as, <laughs> as seth would say <laughs> what do you say <laughs> Ooh. i would say amber okay yeah that, that is, is an interesting color. smell I'm going to take it? another so scent, different. another sniff, sniff, <laughs> good Lord. The beer's hitting you. <laughs> oh. oh. So this is actually our 10-year anniversary. <gasps> this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Very little gets me. <laughs> Doesn't take much, you know? I wish people could listening could see their faces when you did that. <laughs> it has such an interesting smell. It I really can't. does. 
It's like every beer oh. they've ever made just poured into a vat, I think. That's my <laughs> in a good way. That's my guess. So <laughs> like that's the secret. So tell me what you smell. Like so if we're gonna talk about tasting beers, you know, so first thing you do you smell it. Okay. I smell a nutty caramel something. I can't identify I'm not good at this, but I can't like there's something I can't identify. Yeah, there's something unique in there. Like it's mm-hmm. a smell that you cannot just put your finger on. Like before I was like, oh, that smells like good. chocolate. It's a good. Yeah. And I say good way because my husband and I have a ongoing debate. I'm not really what you'd call, I'd say the best housekeeper in the world. <laughs> so there'll be moments where you open our fridge and there's some stink that comes out of it. And I'm sure all people across the world have had this issue. And my husband will say things like, what is that smell? And we joke because his dad had a similar situation where there'd be some stink that came out of that. And, and he would often say, my husband's father, yeah, I don't know what that smell is. I can't put my finger on it. Like he was waiting to identify it before he just gutted the fridge and cleaned it. And so now we use that phrase in our home to point out that I'm not a real good wife. Um, so when I say I just can't put my finger on the smell, it's in a good way. It's, it's not, not bad. It's not one of the back of the fridge smells. Okay. Okay. What are we? What, what should sh- we what be smelling? That? Yeah. <laughs> so, you I, I really my can't take. identify it. I mean, I smell vanilla. I smell some vanilla oh. now that you say it. Okay. See, that's what's helpful. Yeah. Oak. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know what oak smells like, so. Do you, see, do you smell oak, Seth? I get a lot of coconut, too. Oh. I still can't. You definitely smell the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> what's the ABV on this bad boy? I think that should be the 8.3, 10.5. It's 11.3. He saved it for last year. It would have been perfect if it was 10. Why 10? 10 year year anniversary. Really? I got you. (laughs) I think you missed an opportunity I think I found our episode title, too. Can smell the alcohol. (laughs) I wanted to get as high as I could. So that's what what we did. Brewing on a smaller scale, like you kind of end up with what you got you know you can't oh you can't formulate it to be at a specific you, level we maxed out our mash ton so so what type is this so this is a american style barley wine oh yeah that's right barley wine so it's a uh, it's aged in wild turkey rye whiskey barrels maybe that's what i'm smelling is the turkey <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> So Can you smell not that? real. It no, was no. aged 10 months in a whiskey barrel, and then we bottled it up. Wow. So what is the name of this one? It is Anniversary 10 Ale. Okay. That's it. That makes so sense. So we do a limited bottle release every so often um, called Private Reserve. And this year we decided to, you know, call it our Anniversary 10 Ale. Makes sense. This and is really unique. Isn't it an interesting? And it's yeah. actually the first beer we've ever aged in whiskey barrels. Yum. So. Where did you get the, did you, you like purchased already aged and cast whiskey barrels? Is that how you say it? So there's a, a company that'll buy whiskey barrels after they're used. Because mm-hmm. after they're used one time, the distillery doesn't have any more use for it. Okay. 
Um, so they buy them freshly emptied. And then when, when I buy them, they're, you know, they're fresh, ready to go. They still have whiskey in them, you know, cause I think a whiskey barrel will hold up to like one to two gallons of, of Inside residual the wood. whiskey in the mm-hmm. wood. Yeah. So when you, wow. when you age That's the beer in it, it actually picks up a lot like of that, that the, a lot of the whiskey mm-hmm. flavor. And you were calling this a barley wine, right? Correct. Okay. You know, I think what that's just, that? you know, you talk about barley sodas. I think this is just well, a that... play on words. That's my take. We'll get it from the experts. <laughs> yeah. So barley wine is just another beer style. I'm not sure why it was ever called wine to begin mm-hmm. with. I know this one. Oh, I, oh, I read it one Okay. Time. <laughs> <laughs> he it's, read a book. It's mm-hmm. for the, because of the high alcohol content oh. and the, the complexity and the flavors. Okay. Okay. That would make there a lot go. of sense. Yeah. Well done, Seth. And so, as of when this podcast comes out, it will be on tap. Correct? Do you say it's going on Correct. tomorrow? Yes. So we we're recording. We no. no, no. We bottled half of it. Okay. So the other half will be on draft. On draft. Okay. On, on Monday. Okay. Can you buy these bottles today? We're doing a bottle release on Monday. Okay. So everything okay. Monday. So breaking hey, news. Yeah. Breaking news. I mean, it's so easy to do breaking news on a podcast. <laughs> That's the right. anniversary beer will be Monday. Anniversary wine. Barley wine. Yeah. Can't just call it wine. And we did bring you guys your own bottle. <gasps> wow. We're I feel like we should display. display. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good it's talking so point to it the is. five people that come through the office this week. It's just uh, it's November. It's a little slow. November, but we do get more people than that in the office so i would i would actually recommend buying a couple bottles yeah so you could you can drink one right away and then you can let the other one age for a year and then taste it yeah because it will age i was just gonna is it because it's been still mixing in like the whiskey yeah yeah the flavors will kind of mellow out and it'll become more complex over time did you get to say like i want a wild turkey whiskey barrel versus like a jim beam whiskey barrel I thought that the rye, the flavor of the rye would just work well with that mm. beer style. Okay. Did you plan when you got this, because you said it aged for 10 months in that? Correct. Did you plan 10 months ago that this was going to be your anniversary beer or the timing just kind of yeah. worked out? Okay. Yep. We planned it. Good work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's Good some strategy thought. there. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about the complexities beyond the smell of this beer. Yeah. We got the okay. so, yeah, casks. Mm-hmm. What about what kind of hops did you use? So the, the hops are very prevalent. So this is this beer has 110 IBUs. I'm getting blank stares. What's an I IBU compared to an AVB? Yeah. So IBUs are international bittering units. Oh, okay. oh yes, okay. So a little so more hoppier. Yeah. So it's yeah very very high for. I mean they say that you can't even detect anything over. A, 100 IBUs. Oh. Like so normally okay. you just go up to 100 so 100 IBUs and call it good, but yeah, so this is a Well, I have such a discerning for achiever. Yeah. <laughs> but with the such the high ABV, you need a lot of hops to help balance the beer out. Mm. So if if it didn't have 100 IBUs, it would become too sweet. Oh. I mean, it does have a good, you know, almost like a double IPA. It does have you know, a better bite to it. Yeah. 
I know you say that, and maybe it's because I've had other flavors already today, but I don't feel it's as bitter as an IPA. It's not as that bitiness that you would expect right. in I an IPA. I noticed the hops, I did but not notice the that. bitterness. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it just, it's the, war- the warming it from the alcohol and all that just kind of balances us up, mm-hmm. you know. It's like a beer whiskey mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was smelling, too. Do you have a, what would you, on? so your food menu, I want to talk about your food, too. What would you, uh, pair what food with? item would you pair this with? Mm. Not, <laughs> let me just say, not a salad. I have a friend that I do does love your salad. Your salads, salads are delicious. Salads are great. Though. But if you're going to drink high alcohol content. You need some bread. You're going to need something with a little more substance. And mm-hmm. I only know that from experience because I have a friend <laughs> who decided, oh, let's drink a lot. And then I'm going to share a salad with my other friend and think it's that's going to turn enough. out well no, for you sufficient. in the future. It does not. Yeah. You need something a little bit more substantive, yeah. which you have at Mighty Mo Brew Company. That's true. I would call that planning, not pairing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good point. Um, so let's talk about the food, though, because your pizza is it. made with leftovers from the beer. <laughs> I had it last night. It was delicious. It is great As pizza. always, it is. Is I do love an, their salads, an, though, too, P.S. Is that another rumor we need to put it into? Leftovers <gasps> from the beer. <laughs> Isn't it? Don't you have, like, <laughs> It's just some mush grain? on the floor is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Not la- like you don't sweep up the floor and pour it in, but the crust has some type of component barley to the in it. Yeah? beer. Yeah. No? <laughs> See? Okay, you're clearing up all the rumors. Uh, There's something that makes it I a will say sweet, I've never though, said that. It? It's... It's good pizza. It's very good pizza. I always thought it was because it had beer in it. Some type of beer I didn't think it had beer, but I thought it had barley in it. Like that gave it a little bit of sweetness. So nothing. You're striking out. Good Lord. Wow. Thank God I've never told people that. My husband's told people that. Well, because I think I told him that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tell us about, tell us all about your, (laughs) that's okay. We don't have any. It's about time. Most of the time, people are like, oh, you are correct. I'm like, mm-hmm. see, I'm brilliant. It's more a surprise when we're accurate. Um, okay, tell us about, we'll stop talking so you can tell the truth about your food. <laughs> the pretzel bites have smoke jumper. Yep. Oh. Pretzels, not pizza. <laughs> but is it the Still. same? Is it the same base as the crust of the pizza? Um, it's got flour in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> the garlic pretzel bites are good. That's not what we're talking about, are we? Well, we were just talking the about garlic, that. The, the garlic knots are the same oh, as not the pizza the crust. Yeah. We use the same dough for that. Pretzel yeah. bites are different. Goodness. Okay, you 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 keep talking now. You tell now. us about your food. <laughs> Clearly, we know nothing about your food. Well, uh... <laughs> Local wheat, right? Yep. We, it is. There we uh, go. It thing. is flour um, that comes from... Montana. There we go. Oh. Where uh, did these rumors come from, though? Because I'm like, I was like, sure that that was. I'm true. pretty sure I probably started them because in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, pizza makes the most sense to pair with a brewery because yeah. you've got all the spent grain that you can mix <laughs> in with the flour and make your dough. And I thought there was barley in the dough. 
I'm pretty sure I started That's all the rumors. That's what my husband said. Okay. We have anyway, talked about doing that before, but well, it's apparently. quite the process to to dry out the, the mash and yeah. turn it into flour. Okay. So we've never done it. We've okay. Well, you do it. something that makes it really tasty and gives it like a little bit of like Just a sweetness. little bit of love. Yeah. And it's made okay. in a brewery, so it just screws with your mind. Okay, so just to be clear, the barley's not in it. There's no spent grains. <laughs> grains. Do you sell any of the leftover. spent grains for dog treats? I've heard that. Not necessarily that you guys do that, but that no, spent grain so is. So all of our spent grain is picked up by a local rancher, and he feeds it's, it to his cattle. Oh, it's oh. got to be good steak. That's <laughs> lucky cows, yeah. I mean, they are, they love it. They go running for it whenever. I, I bet. Yeah. He brings it Those out. Those are good, yeah, lucky cows. Yeah. Is it McCafferty Ranch? Could we tie it into Central Avenue Meats? Mm, no. no. <laughs> Not their neighbor. That is grass-fed beef. Oh, yeah. And okay. um, sprouts, right? Or something? Sprouted. Gra- yeah. There's something different. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking. You should tell us more What's about your food. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow, I'm going to clarify food, a lot of things the here. The food came kind of as a surprise to us, and we opened, we thought, Maybe we could do it with just beer. Wouldn't mm-hmm. have to deal with the, the restaurant side of things. We quickly found out Great Falls wasn't ready for that. <laughs> About, well, let's see, we opened in December, and I think we started doing pizza in March. So okay. About Didn't three months later, uh, we, we had another business owner that had his own pizza restaurant mm. that wasn't making it where he was at, and he came to us about working for us. Oh, yeah, because you can't have separate businesses. Yep. So it, it morphed into us just buying his equipment and his recipes, and he came to mm. work for us. Okay, um, taught us taught us the industry really. Yeah. Um, and then part of the agreement was we owned the recipes and the equipment if he ever left. And okay, he left pretty quick. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, thank God, I can get out. <laughs> yeah. So he got out of there, and actually, he left on a Friday night unexpectedly, and my wife and I ended up in the kitchen the next morning oh trying my. to figure out how to make pizza oh dough and pizza sauce. Wow. What a woman. Oh, yeah. man, it was a trying <laughs> Wow. Day. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of started off really slow. It was really a two-man operation when we first started, and if we sold two or $300 in a day of food, it was an average day, and mm-hmm. um, it's just steadily grown yeah and really i mean covid gets blamed for a lot of things but when covid hit our business turned into more of a restaurant than it ever had been Mm. been before sure um and we weren't thrilled for that to happen (laughs) we wanted to own a brewery not a restaurant restaurant, but it was the hand we were dealt and we just kind of rolled with it Mm -hmm. and it just keeps building, and it's a huge part of our business now. I will say I'm really glad it's part of your business. Yeah. I really enjoy, like I said, last night I was there. Well, yeah. and what's really nice is the lunch specials. You can go in and get, like, a slice of whatever's being made that day and mm-hmm. some salad. And <clears throat> You did move the pizza operation from the front to the back. Yeah, our pizza operation was a, probably about... 90 square feet for a yeah. long time <laughs> and it got real tight as we got busier um and as we got busier it also the the volume in the oven was a lot more and we started dealing with smokiness mm-hmm. oh. and and the kitchen was in the prime real estate it was right in the front yeah. window yeah, yeah. Uh, so 2020 i think we made the decision to 
move the kitchen to the back and take advantage of that prime real estate. Yeah. Put the overhead door up front that we can open up on nice days. Which is fun. Yeah. Put it, put the correct ventilation system in <laughs> so that smoke doesn't. You're not foggy when yeah. you're when you're uh, coming in. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do like, what I did like about the kitchen in the front is when you walked in, whether you were hungry or not, <laughs> you immediately you became hungry mm-hmm. um, because of the smells that came out of the kitchen. It was amazing. Yeah. It still is amazing in there. It wasn't a was. They right. still have the kitchen. Yeah. But you don't have to walk through it to yeah. get to the beer. I had, for the first time last night, the people I was <laughs> with um, ordered the dry rub wings. Oh, my gosh. Those were amazing. I don't usually, I'm not usually like a dry rub wing person. And these people were raving about it. They had talked about how they have friends and family, you know, from all parts of the country that have come in and tried those. And they've said, like, oh, those are the best best wings we've had so just kudos to you really good dry rub wings. yeah thanks it's, yeah. <laughs> it's won quite a few awards mm-hmm. that and our honey sriracha are two award-winning flavors that we've had and were those inherited from the nope, pizza guy or nope, that's those yours? two were my recipes okay. wow um well you should be very proud well, thank <laughs> they're <you>. delicious <laughs> yeah so i want to make a shout out to what i think is really the third leg of this mighty mouse stool Kayla Bartleson. She's <laughs> Battleson. been Battleson. Sorry, Kayla. Um, she's been part of the operations for a while and seems to be like a kick butt asset for the company. Yeah, she she does great for us. She's been with us, I think, close to five years. She put me on the spot. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> um, but no, she does a good job with our customers, with our employees. Uh, she she takes a lot off my plate, which is good in my <laughs> Helpful. book. Yeah, I've enjoyed spending time with Kayla. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I screwed and up. And for last the name. if you go in, you will likely meet our visitors. Would likely meet Kayla. Yeah, she's in there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a bartender. <laughs> Just to tell people, yeah, who Kayla is. Mm-hmm. Mo tender. Mo t- oh yes, yes, we yes, don't I'm have sorry. Mo tender. Yeah, where'd you so. Yeah, talking about the name a little bit, what made you decide on on Mighty Mo Brewing Company and that whole kind of theme? What were the options that didn't get selected? <laughs> Gosh, I don't even remember anything. Yeah, yeah. it's been Stuck so for long more now. Than Thirty seconds. We were trying to just think of something local mm-hmm. that had to do with geography or something yeah. like that. I don't think we've ever and even agreed on who came up with it. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Mm-hmm. I think it was your wife. I think she's the first one that said it. Could have been. Yeah. So yeah. like a Good job, her. blind vote where you had to write it on a <laughs> slip of paper and put it in, in. I know we had like four or five final names and that was just kind of the one we went with. Yeah. I think we all knew that was the name when, when it was said. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then you, you've kind of gone, like we've talked about the whole theme with the the names and the idea of the catch and release menu and the mo tenders and As yeah. some of our our people not from great falls that are listening to this the mighty mo isn't a person and we get that <laughs> a, we get a you lot do? Oh, oh we get that a ton is people it, come is, in and say well who, who's mo oh like <laughs> curly Casey's and mo yeah that guy <laughs> <I'm mighty> mo. <laughs> 
Um, but the Mighty Mo done. is what the the Missouri River is known for. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's kind of a nickname of the Missouri River, mm-hmm. which runs right through our town. Thank you for clarifying that. I think sometimes we get too like in the zone of that. We need to. We step did back discuss and it, that. you know, like in episode yeah three. But it's always good at a, episode one fifty four. Yes. To have a refresher mm-hmm. as to the Missouri River runs through our city. Mm-hmm. Um, we just assume everybody who's listening listened from the beginning and they know <laughs> everything. But um, yeah, runs through our city. Mm-hmm. North America's longest river. Mm-hmm. We also have the world's shortest river, if anybody's counting. Yeah. Was that a contender? Roe River Brewing? Oh. I believe... Bowser Brewing may have already had a beer named oh. Roe River at yeah. that time. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, shouldn't have done. Wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, that wouldn't have made sense. Well, Mighty Mo's a good one, and you also have merch, which clearly you both are wearing Mighty Mo hats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the amount of hats that are around this country is. Every, I've got a friend that travels a lot, and he swears every airport he's in around the country, he sees a Mighty Mo hat. Well, good job. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's great. I never yeah. thought in a million years we'd sell as many hats as we sell. That's cool. I have a lot of Mighty Mo hats. I think I have an entire drawer full of Mighty Mo uh, shirts. Why don't I have tops. any? I need to I, fix that. That's a poor decision I on your part. need to fix that, yeah. So we're at 10 years. We're celebrating it. When is the official date? Is it December 8th? December 9th? December 6th. December 6th. Okay. That's officially your 10 years. Two-part question. (laughs) When you started 10 years ago, like looking back over the last 10 years, what's kind of, did you expect or not expect about where you would be today? Mm. Everything. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. There was a, go ahead, Case. Well, I just think that, you know, when we, you write your business plan and all that, and you think everything's <laughs> going to go a certain way, and then yeah. it never does. It just, you just, you know, it it evolves, I think, over time. You know, you, you always try to stay looking forward, mm-hmm. but it always changes. I think we've always just, you know, been able to evolve and given our customers what they want. At the same time, just growing our business. Mm-hmm. So where we go from here, I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you know when we get there. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. But Do I'm pretty content with where we're at right now and yeah. how everything's going for us. Do so. you get customers that come in and they're like, "You should do this," and you look at them and you're like, "That's a stupid idea." <laughs> or customers always right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just talk Real about one. it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But then also, dear customers come and go, I was thinking this might be cool. Would you do it? And you're like, it does sound cool. Come in and we'll figure out how to do it together. Yeah, we just had a customer the other day that, you know, brought up, well, you guys should do a a year of free beer raffle. Oh, So yeah. we're like, we started looking into it. Well, that's a pretty Don't good idea. Don't give it to Brian Kaufman. So we actually <laughs> He's your start, profit. We <laughs> actually started selling raffle tickets. For, so yeah. You know, you buy a raffle ticket and you can win a year of free beer. Nice. So two pints per day for wow. the whole year. That's a good deal. Are those I raffle like tickets still on sale? <laughs> they are. Oh, perfect. When do you stop selling the raffle tickets? The Saturday night, the week of our celebration. I can't okay. think of a date here. Let me get so you have a out. week from I that believe, time. I believe it's the ninth. I say that because my husband, who works at... Town Square Media, yeah, we'll be doing 
remote lives for his radio show yes, from will. there that night. So, so yeah, you'll be yes. able to get them at the Mo up until that night. Then. That night. Okay. That's a pretty good deal. That is a good deal. It's not necessarily a major event that you'd want to fly for, but I would say you should. definitely should. Absolutely. What were you both doing before you opened Mighty Mo? Oh, hard-hitting questions from the former reporter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just curious because now it's a good one. you look at your like dated, and some people, Casey, maybe you especially, are like, you brew beer for a living. Like, how cool. But obviously there's so much hard work for that. Kind of what, yeah, what were your, what was your life like before this was your full-time job? So I worked for the railroad for okay. 11 years. Mm-hmm. So I was machine operator, welder, that type of thing, you know. And then I, I feel was... like those skills would come in handy sometimes with your <laughs> brewing equipment. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> you know, a lot of, a lot of valves and, you know, air handling, mm-hmm. gas mixture type of stuff. So yeah. a lot of that helped me out, I think. Um, I was a stay-at-home dad for three years. Nice. Right before we opened. Yeah. So That's that was, great. I've, I was ready to move on from that. I was going to ask because <laughs> when I've met a lot of stay-at-home parents and they're like, this is not my gig. Mm-hmm. Like some are good at it. Others are like, mm, nope, I need to do something other than spend this much time with my children because I want <laughs> to love them for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So when Seth put the brewery thing in my ear, I was like, okay, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> An excuse to make more beer. Right. Exactly. Bigger mm-hmm. beer. Mm-hmm. But I'm just more like a hands-on type of guy. So I didn't necessarily want to run a business, which that's where Seth comes into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he's more of like the business type of mind, and he can tell you more about that. But yeah, yeah. What were you up to Seth. in your previous life? I was a salesman for a coffee food service company. Okay. Um, so I was on the road three days a week, mm-hmm. driving down the road in my coffee truck. <laughs> the last couple of years, I was driving down the road writing a business plan. There you go. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hope I didn't cut anybody right. off. <laughs> Working. He, he had his yeah. notepad mm-hmm. right there. But yep. an understanding of that business probably helps understand just business in general and potential for distribution and getting getting your product out oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd say that definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to went to college and got a small business management degree. Mm, nice. My dad owned multiple businesses when I was growing up. So I would say between the three of those, I mean, that's kind of where all my business knowledge came from. Yeah. I mean, I would say a majority of it is from learning from my family businesses growing up. Um, you you learn a, learn a little in college, but yeah. I would say that stuff kind of gets outdated pretty quick. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The stuff they're teaching and... The, the life lessons you learn watching a family business mm-hmm. helps a ton. I would say from a college education standpoint, you get kind of these big level things and you're like, well, how do you s- scale that <laughs> to like what we do? Because we're not Coke and we're not hiring million dollar ad agencies to market. Right. Yeah. Which I think is what's helpful when you have the practicality of an actual small business mm-hmm. in your back pocket going, oh, this is how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I know you guys. <coughs> this have is a meeting be- to get to. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this has been amazing. I had no <laughs> yeah. idea you had a meeting to go to. We could have wrapped this up sooner. Um, <laughs> 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 we 
We're good about time management. <laughs> so thank you both for coming in. Thanks for mm-hmm. making my dreams come true and having the snobby beer yeah. smelling note conversation about the hops and everything and else. We were honored to get like a pre-taste oh. of the anniversary beer. And the Argo Barley beer. wine. And the Argo. Yeah, that's the one that's coming out tomorrow. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Oh, well. We won't say no to that. Right. There's no, no. way I'm saying no to beer. That's free. Uh, I think and we started the episode edition. with that. I know my, my plans are this weekend are to go get the Monster Cookie while it's still on tap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then buy multiple bottles of the, the anniversary. anniversary beer starting on Monday. Mm-hmm. So you can make the trip into Great Falls. You'll have plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Monday night, party That's time, right. Mighty Mo Brew Company. And be here for the anniversary and Mark Wills. Oh, just spend the week. All Get your Christmas shopping done. And we didn't even talk about the child more on the wall, but you got to come in and hear the story and see that too. We'll talk about that at a later date, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's there and it's yeah. creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I thought so we were sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> we are. The creepy child. In the that program. is an odd experience. Mm-hmm. And I 100% I love it, it. I love that whole entire experience. I always forget it's there. Well... I can't. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for making this happen. Thank you for being business owners in our fine, fine city. Thanks for all the hard sweat toil that Mm -hmm. you've put forth in this community for 10 years, making beer that everybody loves to drink. Yes. We sampled one, two, three, four of them today. Mm -hmm. They all tasted fantastic. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you can go wrong. You can't. Get your brewery passport. You need to try Blue Fog sometime. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Oh, I have a quick question. No, What's hurry it up. real quick? Your your very favorite beers of the ones you make. His is <laughs> Rendezvous Red. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mine kind of changes. Okay. Like, right now, I would say Lip Ripper. Okay. So it's more of a West Coast style IPA. Okay. Huh. There you go. Yeah. So try their favorites when you go in. I might have to try it if it's West Coast. West Coast, anyway, Coast. Yeah. folks, until we see your bright, <laughs> smiling, happy, healthy, beautiful faces here in our community, we hope you're creating amazing memories with your friends and family, wherever you might be. We'll see you soon. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good.